All right, ladies, we're actually in another very important topic. Last week we discussed it, discussed me, no occurrence, no occurrences, no mistakes. Everything that happens to a person really comes from a reason. It's for a reason. Tonight we're going to talk about a super duper important topic as well, and that is belief in the world to come. Really, to believe in the world to come. One of the most challenging things for our generation is to really uh, have a deep, uh, fervent belief in the world to come. The Medrash says that, 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 that a person should have his taiva, desire, for the world to come. Not just to believe conceptually in the world to come. Like, yeah, I believe, I believe like, there's, an, there's a place called Olam Haba. But a person should desire, not today. <laughs> not today. I said a funeral yesterday. A funeral place yesterday. I said, you know, no. After 120, you want to go there. No one wants to go to Olam Haba. is a great place after 120 plus years. No one wants to be there too soon. But when we die, after 120, you know, you know what for sure, right? 120 years, then we want desperately to get the geshmak, the, the connection of what Olam Haba really is. Um, but to desire it. It's actually really a, a, a pella. Really, our sages all the time, if you learn the Talmud, it talks about all like the small things it should um she had a couple of like I'd say more psychological discussions with people who were in therapy today, one of those days. So I trigger. <laughs> Triggers was was all in my office today. Trigger. Uh you know, you know, things trigger people. And you know, on, on a healthy level, they're good healthy they're healthy triggers. You know, not just uh, problematic triggers. Like, you know, usually uh, someone triggers somebody else or a, a traumatic event will trigger you. But there's also very positive triggers. It like, gives you good feelings and good thoughts. And um, so what should trigger Olam Haba is, like the Gemara says, Ezra Olam Haba, a person, if you dive in Mariv, who does and, and Shachos, but same thing by Mariv, Gal Yisrael, and then you say Shimon Asri right after. Like, oh, that's not a big thing, by the way. I do that every day. Thank God. I get that twice a day, every day. I don't know, for many decades already. The Talmud says, Ezo ben Olam a person who is a child of Olam which we'll get to explain a little bit. It's a person who does Gaal Yisrael and then immediately says Shimon Asri. He doesn't talk, doesn't delay, doesn't do anything else. Or, the Talmud is in the beginning of the Shas, actually, the beginning of Brochas. Uh, a person who says, Tila David, Ashrei, that I mull three times a day, guaranteed is a Ben You say Ashrei three times a day, which is what we do, if you dive in every day, you would say Ashrei in Sukkot Zimra, say Ashrei after Shmon uh, Esrei and before Aleinu, you say the third Ashrei by Mendecha. A person who says Ashrei three times a day, is a ben Olam haba. I don't know, it's not. It's not talking about major things over there. But you think you think. Oh, it's, you're in the Olam haba category. Malkenu haba. 
Saying that there's no value for Hashem in this world. There's no, nothing like in the world of Baha'u'llah. This world is a world of values. We, we, we you know, in, in law school, I've said this before, one of the things you learn at 1L is because you, know, you, know, you have to know how to sue people, basically, is that everything has a value. There's, there's the cost-benefit analysis. Everything has a value. You could be bought. Right? There's a price for everything in this world. The same person who won't come to davening, if you give enough money, will come to davening. Now, one of the things they discuss is, you know, when you talk about losing your hand, how much is it worth you to lose your hand? If someone say to you, um, that makes it easier, I'm going to break your arm. Arm will hear all over time. How much, halacha, are you allowed to do this or not? What's the value to you? I would say if there's no halachic issues, we would all do it. For me, if it heals, I don't know, maybe a, a billion I would do it for. Maybe even less, like 800 million. Depends on how long it takes me to heal. 800 million, I think the rest of my life, you're getting 800 million dollars? I definitely wouldn't do it for a million. But I would do it, 800 million, maybe I would do it for. Maybe. Uh, I remember some of my class said for... She took it for a million. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I remember some of my classes very cheap. They did 50000 That's all they wanted for them breaking their arm. Uh, yeah, I, it's not worth it. Uh, he said he had, he had a lot of law school loans. He said, I got to pay my loans. $50,000 is not that much. Listen, you can vote for Bernie Sanders. You can get, you know, go to, they can pay you to go to college. They'll pay you to go to college. Uh, you know, in La La Land, like everything, you know, probably, you know, free, free cat frappuccinos for everyone. You know, no costs. You can just, everything's free. Uh, but in the real world, he, this guy. Wanted, but, but my point is, is uh, on a serious note over here, there's a cost to everything. There's a value. Like I, honestly, even like I was telling one of the men's classes recently, you know, people say they can't do things. You put put a price to it. If I pay you to do it, you know, I, if I would say, you know, not missing million, you people can miss million. You go a million dollars if you don't miss million in the whole year. That person will come to me every day. Every day he'll be a minute. Won't miss one minute. I can't do it. No. Million dollars. Million dollars. All of a sudden, exchange. I mean, there's, because we give, we give values. If dominating's not that important to you, somewhat important, all that, that, then you, you won't do it. Like, the same guy who can't wake up in the morning, if the, he's going to get fired from his job, wakes up. <laughs> it's a miracle. The same person wakes up. You know, you see a person at, at work, um, and someone really annoys him, makes him angry, and that person says, boss doesn't scream at him. But if it's somebody else, maybe he'll scream because he won't get fired. I mean, this is, we put values to things. Um, it's the oil is all about values. Um, um, you can do it for the greatest value in his life, but a masculine, an intelligent person, realizes um, that even in this world, um, the real value is God. The real value is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The real value is Hashem. Um, in the world to come, it's all Hashem. Really, when you think about the world to come, it's all about closest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's, it is the ultimate spiritual experience higher and higher in levels. And it's only God. Right? There's, no, there's, no, there's no distractions there. And it's... I don't want to get to Olam Habad too much right now, but the point is, is it's, it's Hashem, and it's really a level of complete clinging, and, and greater than any pleasure in this world, but the point is, is that's the value, 
And so even in this world, when you do things which, which build that world to come, that's the real value. There is no value if you, if you make money by breaking the Torah. You're, you're, you're damaging yourself. You're, you're hurting yourself. I had a kid ask me recently, why can't I listen to Gentile music? So I told them, because you're damaging your soul. You're going to damage your soul, and there's nothing more precious than your soul. Literally, I, 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 I had lunch today with somebody. Just the second person who was very who was, was unfortunately sick. Not really um, particularly observant at all person. Um, but like I said to myself, like, I, I wish them, like, uh, I said, I, I quoted him, Ralph Waldo Emerson. I've, I've said it once or twice on Shabbos. Right? The greatest wealth is health. So take care of your health. I told the person, you know, I understand he couldn't make it today. He had to have a procedure. Take care. The greatest wealth is health. But that's really on a physical level. The greatest wealth is your soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I, this person, unfortunately, is not yet there to realize that, really, his soul, he took take care of his health. Very important, by the way. Health is very important, but your soul is your greatest wealth. <laughs> I quoted Emerson for at his level. He needed to know. You're, you're, and, and the truth is, even spirituality, if you're physically sick, you can't, there's so much you can't do spiritually. But, but your soul is the most precious possession. You know, if you go, I, I, if, I don't know, I, I, if someone cares about their soul, they, of course they don't want to put some loser drug addict singer who doesn't even know what, 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 who she is or what she is or what, what, you, know, you, know, you know, gender. Like, like, I mean, why would you listen to a low life singing low life songs? I can say a lot worse, but I'll, I'll spare the, you and those listening. But your soul is so precious. And the reason it's precious is because that is your oil of haba. Your neshama is, is the essence of olam haba. Is it, there's no value to that. If it, if it sh- schmutzes your soul even a little bit, that's a terrible thing. That's a terrible, terrible thing to do that to your, to your soul. Um, you know, if for the men, you, you know, you, you go to take them to a theme park or to a beach, it's like, it's damaging. You know, men are weaklings, I hate to say it. They're such... You know, it's, there's, you, can, you can have a guy happily married looking at the stupidest things on the internet because they're so weak. Uh, like it's, and it's not that they're not happily married, it's just they're so weak. So you're going to take them to a beach, I'm saying. You're going to take them to a Hawaii, you know, what do you think's going to happen? What do you think's going to happen? But, but, but it's, it's a loss of what's really valuable. What's really important? Like, where's your priorities? Because we value things in this world, and you need to know, Olam Hava is the ultimate value. It's all about Hashem. It's all about your neshama. What's going to be good for your neshama? What's going to be bad for your neshama? I don't have to explain to you why Gaish music's bad. If you, if you value your soul, you won't poison it. You know, athletes, they care about their body. To them, their physicality is the greatest wealth. Torah Jews who have the right priorities, care about their neshama. Every decision is, is this bringing me more olam Is it bringing me closer to Hashem or farther? That should be the litmus test of every vacation you take this summer, <laughs> of every decision you make in life. Is it making you closer or farther than Hashem? You know, I, I had actually a very complex case today, one of these trigger type of discussions, because some things are counterintuitive. If you think it can make you closer, it makes you farther. <laughs> Like, you know, you got to really, but that is the real question. Uh, 
and the more you're connected to Hashem in this world, in this world, you'll inherit the more olam haba. It's here, imo mechitzas, and you'll be with Hashem with, without any mechitzas. You'll it'll be real. That is the eternity. You should be misava for that. You know, you should have a desire for this tremendous connection. Now he's talking to people who appreciate their soul. If you don't appreciate your soul, if you never experienced spirituality, you would have no idea what in the world he's talking about here. Like, you know. I, I, what, what is taiva? Like, you know, what in the world does that mean? Like, you know, it means the highest level of spiritual connection. If you've never experienced love for one another, then you don't know what love is. I mean, it's very hard. But anyone who knows what love is, it's like I once tried to describe someone what tasting chocolate is. So if you know what tasting chocolate is, then I, I can't help you. But if you like chocolate, you know, on a small level, then I can explain to you what it is. It's great chocolate. Or if you enjoy wine, but this is no wine. This is eternal spiritual bliss, which is so intense. If a person realizes what that is, it begins to taste spirituality in this world. That's what he's speaking to. Um, and you think to yourself that this, what you, your olam haba is how you treat your soul in olam hazah. It's really what you're doing with yourself in olam hazah. And the decisions we make builds our olam haba. And that's how a, a, a Jew should be, who really believes in olam haba. That's how you live. That's how you think. What's going to bring... And again, you have to, we have to be realistic. We have to know who we are in our personal family situation, in our lives, in our, 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 our limitations, and our expectations. Um Remember Masilogs Hasharim? Not the just. Maschel Sifro. It begins his whole work. That we are created. The purpose of our creation is to... To be to have enjoy with Hashem and to to get pleasure from the, the glory of his of his of his shechina of his pleasure of his of his of his divine uh, um, revelation. There's no pleasure, physical, spiritual, sensual, at all. You know, at all compared to a person who's close to Hashem, just on a small level, right? You know, I mean. Uh, I really feel like I, was, I think I could have got a degree in psychology today, um, but you know, you can have every, you can be wealthy, you can have a great house, but if you're if you're not happily married or you're depressed, are you happy, does the house mean anything to you? Not at all. You know, there there are plenty of suicidal people who have fancy cars, because the greatest pleasure in this world is is your spiritual self, is your emotional self. You know, if you're not if you if you have a disconnect emotionally, it doesn't make a difference with the physical things as well. And spirituality is the highest level of that. That is really the the greatest crystallization of that. That so we talk about the highest level of pleasure. It's greater than any physical pleasure because I can tell you, you give a person all kinds of physical pleasures, and if they're not happy, it doesn't mean it's worthless. It's really. I grew up not far in Miami Beach from super wealthy people and from the most miserable people in my youth I ever met with these people, same people, because it doesn't bring you happiness. It's, you're, you're, I've met Sadiq, I met a quarter of Shalazan Arbach, the Shah, said a story about him with a kid with special needs and he considered Akiva. That was a great story. Wasn't that a great story, by the way? That was a wisdom, great story. But, but, but he, I, I met, he was, I, when you felt his joy in life, when you met the person, he was exuberant. He felt not only the holiness, he was a person who was so happy in life and smiley and happy. You can't, he wasn't a wealthy person materially, 
he was a wealthy person because he was close to Hashem. He, had a, he was balanced in life. He had self-awareness, self-joy, and most importantly, close to Hashem. That is the, the, the ultimate. Um, the, the real closest to Hashem, the real pleasure in this world, you know, somebody has a deep relationship. I was just reading with my daughter Adina tonight a story, a, bio, a biography of somebody. And there were these two brothers. They, 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 the three generations that family had worked together. And one, they were separating. One was going to America in 1921. And one was leaving. And this, this person was describing, she was quoting a family member who was there, the hug, the intensity of the love of one brother to another brother. I mean, the, the, it was so vivid, the description. Um, and they had earlier described how one brother had run away from during the, the, Russian, the Russian Civil War of 19 for about five years of civil war in Russia, for those who know, right, the Red Army, the White Army, and all kinds of bandits going around. And one brother was in danger, and they, they knew the town was attacked by one of the armies. And the other brother like, waited for days for his brother to come to Pinsk. And when he, when, when he finally came, he was waiting by the river to see if his brother would come. The hug that they had, and that hug when they say goodbye, this person was describing the intensity that you never saw a longing hug. Until you saw his brothers hug like that. They were older men. They were in their sixties when they hugged like this. I mean, that's a that's a. I was happy my child does this to see what siblings can do, right? Very. But you know, there is a, a there is a passion which you can't even you can't. There's nothing. There's nothing like that. I mean, that's a precious to be on precious. Right? Some people have that in marriage. That's the that's the goal of marriage, really. That's the the the. the but you know, to have such an ahava, um, and the the highest level of this with Hashem. And the highest place of Hashem is not in the physical world. We're here, we're easily distracted by phones and noises and food and hunger. It's in this, the ultimate world. The Makam Eid Ulam Haba. And we're created, we are created with that purpose. Achaderech, uh, the only way, is only in this world. In Perak, you, you test, the, the Ramchal writes, a person who has in mind when they serve Hashem to purify their hearts. He says, well, if he asks a good question. We discussed this, by the way. If you serve Hashem for Olam Haba, at some level, it's like when a kid says, give me my allowance, right? I'll, I'll do it. Dad says, take out the garbage. And I say, where's my allowance? Right? If the whole reason you're doing it is for Olam Haba, isn't that like a problem at some level? Which means it's a level. You believe in Olam Haba. It certainly it's, it means you, you truly believe if I, if I wake up early, I'll get Olam Haba. Or if I... If I if I'm patient with this person who is beeping in my house for no reason, three in the morning, and instead of going out and screaming at them, I call them over to them and say, you know, why are you doing this? And the guy says, oh, I'm a tax driver. I'm taking a pregnant lady to the hospital. Coming <laughs> for a good reason. I actually had a crazy case recently. Uh, you know, somebody hung up on me. And it was actually for a good reason. Um, and I, when I first got it, it was, I was like, what kind of crazy person hangs up on somebody? You know, I said, hello? Yeah. Huh? Like, you know, like, I mean, clearly, you know, it wasn't anyone you know, it was, for, it was involved with the shidduch or somebody. Not somebody called me, whatever, a crazy thing. But, like, there's a reason for it. Like, if you're patient enough, you'll find sometimes there are reasons, sometimes there's not. But, 
you, you, I'll, I'll calm down because Hashem says I'll get reward. I'll get reward. I'll be rewarded for calming down. It's a level, by the way, for a person to calm down. It's a level. All my body can stop them. I'm not talking about an easy case of like, you know, you know, saying a bracha. I'm not like, you get someone really, you know, hurt you, hurt you. I had somebody tell me today, somebody hurt them 10 years ago, they're still thinking about it. 10 years ago, it's pretty crazy if you ask me. I still think that's been 10 years later. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't so bad. Still 10 years later, still can't get out of their mind. I told you, I think of Olam Abba. It's a level. We push it out for Olam Abba. But even higher should be, you do it because it's right. That's right. We, this is the Chal's question. So we believe in Olam Abba, but should we really be thinking Olam Abba, Olam Abba? And um, he says that... Uh, Right, I said we should do it because Hashem wants us to. And if really we should be thinking of Olam Abba, right? Why? Uh, really, actually, really is the level to do it because Hashem wants us, and not because Olam Abba. So why does Ramchal start his whole safer talking about Olam Abba, thinking about Olam Abba, that the whole world is created for Olam Abba, should do things for Olam Abba, and he says the following thing. What Ramachal is really saying is that the purpose of it's all, you need to always know this when you're serving God, is that this world is not the real world. It's not, it's not about now. You know, it's about Olam Haba. You know, I was dealing with a shidduch recently and the mother says to me, you know, the boy ended it. Why? Because he didn't enjoy the girl. Those words, enjoy the girl. So I said, enjoy the girl. Was she bubblegum? <laughs> enjoy the girl. You know, enjoy dating her a couple of times. You're going to enjoy a girl. Enjoy, enjoy. Does it make sense? You know, you, it's purposeful. I'm, I'm very serious, by the way. It, it, this, this, you, we do things in this world. You need to do it because it's right and, or good or bad. Now, obviously, if you're attracted to it, if you're getting married, if you're attracted, commonality, but you're, you're on a date, it's not about like enjoyment. Now, if you don't like her, you know, he liked her. You didn't enjoy her. Like, again, I, there's a fine line in, in dating. But my point is, life is not about enjoying things. So someone said to me recently, they want to do something. I said, do it anyways. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. You know, it's the right thing to do. So I, I'm not in the mood to daven. I don't want to keep Shabbos. I don't care. Again, there's a level where it doesn't apply because you're at that level. You know, you just can't. You know, if I would tell my 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 my, my six year old daughter, okay, down every morning, every night. You know, she's not that. She's too young. It's not ready. And some people are older and not at a certain levels. And it's also they're not ready to do certain things. But it's not. It's not when you're from and you're at a certain level. You don't do everything because I enjoy it. There's days I wake up, I don't enjoy waking up to come to davening. I do it anyways. <laughs> I do it because it's the right thing to do. And I know, not only the right thing to do, I know that I'll be rewarded right, right for it as well. I do it because it's the right thing to do. But I know you'll be rewarded. Right? So he said it's, it's a duality. You need to know that this world, because otherwise you do, we just do things that are enjoyable. When I, when I'll do it when it's enjoyable. I like davening sometimes. I'll bench when it's enjoyable. I'll keep Shabbos. I'll do this. You know, if it doesn't fit my, my schedule, I'll do it. doesn't, you know, Person, when you, when, you, when you do things because they're right, you always do. But you need to know there's always a reward for all of my ball. Is that, is that clear? Is duality clear to everybody, by the way? Um, my chasla adem hayobono kovadaso. What would be 
if you would be, you know, someone I've heard people say, you know, I love, I keep Torah or Mitzvah or Shabbos because it's the best way in this world. You don't think about the next world. Say you take that out. What would be the loss? I said, you need to know. Do you know you know what it means? Like, since I have some of the great Bali Chassid in the world, in, in the room, in, in, the, in the room over here, you know, whether it's hosting someone for Shabbos. I'm serious, by the way. You know, or setting somebody up for Shabbos. If we look at our enjoyment, then when you're a parent, you know, you stop and you think to yourself, like, uh, I don't, well, actually, I actually wonder about my wife sometimes about this, to tell you the truth. Like, how in the world does she do this? Like, but if you think, am I enjoying to wake up in the middle of the night to feed the baby? No one enjoys that. It's not an enjoyment. I mean, there is enjoyment, but there is a, there is a level of enjoyment. There is a level of enjoyment. Um, but it's not fully enjoyable to wake up in, in, in the middle of the night. I, 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 I experience it a lot less, and I can tell you it's not fully enjoyable to do that. But it's, you know, this is what life is about. It's a feeling. This is the essence. Part of that is a knowledge that, that life is about Olam Haba. It's not about the momentary pleasure. It really is not. It's not about, do I, am I enjoying this moment? It's about, when you, you will be able to do what's right more often when you know it's not about now. It's not about this moment. It's about what is eternally better. That, what oh. you do in this moment does impact what happens. Of course. So it's not that what you do. Here is not the be-all and the end-all, but there is a definite direct connection. No, but it allows you to yes. do what's right. It yes. allow, cause If I would tell you, this is the end-all and be-all, but do it anyways, so then, you know, right, it would allow you to do what's right. It's not, I mean, if you're a parent... You know, because you're raising a child, that's your end all and be all. It's not waking up to, right now. It's not the pleasure right now. It's that, you know, we do things in life because we see the greater good. It's not that pleasure of the moment. We know it's the right thing to do. There's so much of life that if you want to be successful, you do it that way. Ultimate success is doing what's right, knowing that you'll be rewarded in, in the eternal world. That's how a person's successful is. Is that, is that clear? And, 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 and if you don't think that, then you'll get annoyed, you know, by, or you, oh, you'll sell yourself short, you won't be, you'll, you'll lose energy to do things, or you won't do things in the tough days. You know, there are, there are, we, we're all, you know, it's, it's an amazing, our reason, reason says that everyone has certain bad days in the month. Every human being will have certain days every month, which will just not be, as we say, geschmack. Guaranteed. There's one day every month, which will be everything will be aligned. One day a month, everything will work out. So guess what? That means there's 29 days where it's not going to happen that way. It's important to know, and it doesn't change what our goals are. There are going to be days, like, I have a small example because some of you were there yesterday. I got stuck in that crazy, I made a wrong turn. First of all, it was traffic. Then I made a wrong turn. I made a wrong turn. I made a wrong turn. I had to drive back around. If, if it wouldn't be traffic, it would have been a five-minute thing. It was not five minutes. Plus it was it's only a one-lane road. It was, I kept driving. As I'm driving, like, oh, my goodness. I, like, I was seeing the traffic. I had to go to come back into. I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not what I saw the Gamsla Tova, which I did. I, I started like, very briefly like that way yesterday. But, you know what? If, I, if it was all about the here and now, whatever it is, it's, 
It's all about it's character development. It's it's about comment, giving myself thought. It's not just the comments of Tova. It's like this is not. It, it, we're not here. It's about doing things, and when you know things happen, and it's challenging. I, you know, I mean, I took today. I had a headache earlier today. I took a Motrin today, honestly. Um, but I, I, I probably lack of sleep and a million other things and allergies all combined. And I, I happen to have leaving Wednesday, so I you, I can't imagine. I had every minute of today. I had I mentioned I had appointments galore today, answering things galore today. You know, it could be I didn't breathe enough today, quite frankly. Uh, also, but my point is, I didn't not do things that had a headache. I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I'm far from that. But I didn't say, you know what? Forget about it. You know, you do things because it's the right thing to do. You do things you you know because you push yourself. Because really, I felt at a small level. Anyone I helped today. I, that's an amazing thing, you know. Or anyone, anything I did right today, I have to do something for the area of tomorrow's trees coming up in a certain area. I'm doing it tomorrow, even though the second area will not come down this weekend. But I wanted to get that thing done now, after having experienced a couple of weeks ago to get it done. You know, I, I, it's annoying because let me tell you what happened. The first guy I had, I went to the site, which is about 15 minutes from here, twice, and he set me up. Didn't even come. And the guy, I got another guy who I met, and he seems to be very good. Like, it took a lot of my time. Like, to drive there 15 minutes each way. I waited there 15 minutes for this guy to show up. Like, like, and the guy, like, ditches me, you know? But you know what? I felt good. I feel good because I'm doing what's right. I'm doing this thing. It's not just, it's annoying. And that doesn't mean it works out every time, but you do it. And, and that's what, that is when you, you know, and I know, honestly, and I told this to, the tzaddikim who helped fix the air of two weeks, you should know, even if you don't take a shower for Shabbos, you had the best preparation for Shabbos. Right? They're not married yet, so they don't don't to complain. It's like you know, wife. Right? Because you know what? You made Shabbos for everyone that had plans to go to people's houses. You know, some people couldn't go to their Shabbos plans. Other Jews could have broken the Shabbos, God forbid. You know, you know what schos that is? You know what? You know, Shiran Korea, uh, is sick in bed and he still is on the air of the past two weeks to check the air of you. And how do you get out of bed when you have mono to do that? It's when you know it's the right thing to do. You understand? You understand? It, it, it's, you, and you know that you're going to get a chilek in all everyone's Shabbos. You feel that. And you say, I don't care I don't feel good. Now, there's boundaries to that, that is, of course. But the point is you do things differently when you live with this reality of doing what's right, whether it's you're, you're tired, and, you, and um, this is very important, it's a result. We all, every month, are going to have certain days which are built in, not going to feel great. Whether it's emotionally, physically, or experiences around, they're going to be challenging days. Other days will be a little bit better, other days will be very good, and you'll have that one day a month which is picture perfect. You know, but... It doesn't mean you'll contrary. It doesn't mean you'll, you'll. It means it's given to you a perfect day. It doesn't mean you'll make it a perfect day. Uh-huh. Right? Doesn't that doesn't mean that's up to you? You could listen. You can make your. You can. The <laughs> rabbi said a good thing yesterday at the funeral. Make your days. We need to make our days. We make your day great. I think that's what the rabbi said yesterday. Yeah, the rabbi did say that. Because right, I told someone that the day before. But it's true. We make our days great. But what? It's so, a conscious choice. Right, so it means the deck you're given that day should work out perfectly. You can still, you can make yourself always miserable. <laughs> it's very, very possible to do that. But the point is, is that what's important for us is that we're going to have challenges. 
you do things anyways, and you do it because you know that actually the reward is even greater. The, the, the deed is much better when it's challenging. Right? I didn't realize that when I sprained my ankle and I had someone who drove me around so I could check my butt of the air because right. it was my right ankle right. so I couldn't drive. Right, and, and you, so, yeah, so absolutely. Someone, and you'll get that, like, and you know, you'll have days. Um, and he says the following thing, he says, uh, if you just think about this world, you don't realize that every deed you do is forever. How amazing, it makes, the appreciation you have is how, how amazing that is. You can't compare everything. You should know is every thought we have in this world. Speech, deed. That creates our Olam Abba. You know, it creates our Olam Abba. Uh, you know, if a person utilizes things, it's created Olam Abba. There's nothing external, nothing physical. It's just nothing bad or, or good. It's is all shechina. It's eternal and it's forever. And when you come here tonight, instead of you know doing something which is perhaps important but not spiritual, let's say, you create olam haba. A person. If you know, I'm not sure how many ladies do it, but I'm going to reiterate this for the ladies. This, I know that at this point a lot of men listen to this class. There's a lot of random people who listen to it, and some consistent ladies. Um, but I would just say, for those who are, are here, most of you, if not all of you, could not have mincha every day. And I would say you should. You know, for you this crowd. You know, because you could. <laughs> because you're at the stage of life where you, don't, you could, most of you. So I would tell you, if you could, you should. You know, if you could, you should. I mean, you're, you're getting closer to Hashem. And again, I, you know, so a lady recently asked me, she has little kids. Does she have to? Of course she doesn't have to in that circumstances. There's legitimate heterim. But you're, if you could, you should. You want, if you're an Olam person, why wouldn't you? I mean, besides the blessing of in this world, the better this world, you get closer to Hashem in this world by Davini. You get more about what else are you doing every afternoon of every day? Now, if you're you don't have time because you're raising kids or you're involved in a job and you just cannot do it, so but to the extent you could, of course you should. Anything you can do for Allah Haba, you should do Allah Haba because it's the right thing to do. It will help you do it, and you'll realize everything you do. You know, when you get for Shabbos guests and it's challenging, those are that's the greatest reward, and you need to know that. And if you wake up and you help someone family at the airport. That's the greatest reward, you know. It's it's not it's not when things come easily. It's it's the greatest push is when you know. I honestly, you know, and I'm an example by the way. I, you know, I, I last summer because I actually made a few of my this class. I took my daughter. I was reminiscing this week last summer. I took my daughter to Disneyland. Mamish mysterious nefesh. Still to this day, I'm traumatized from that. Uh, but I, I yeah, I, 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 is she traumatized? No, she loves it. She loved it. Okay. Right. Remember, I spoke about this before. I remember, yes. You know, remember, 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 remember this year. You said you were going to write an article about it. I did. Yes. No, so that's the funny thing. You know what? I really, I went. I had no desire to do this at all on any level. I mean, if I, if she took me to, uh, you know, some museum of history, I could handle that. That'd be better. Sit there and go on on, on Mickey Mouse rides or Thunder Mountain, Thunder Mountain. Even Space Mountain, which I could write like, a few speeches about that. That, it was like, oh, you know, but the, the, the Vart is, I did it for my daughter. I tried to have the best time I could. 
And honestly, what happened there is it gave me this impetus to write this article on, on tattoos, which was printed in like six or seven websites afterwards. Like I didn't even, it was like, it made me think about something, you know, again, I can't tell it changed the world, but it, it allowed me to do something which I wouldn't have done otherwise. Really, you know, we all have that in life. I'm saying we all have, if we push ourselves, and, and I, I pick that because it isn't because it's not davening, and it's not uh, learning, and it's not chesed. It was a chesed for my daughter. It was a father-daughter relationship, and it's what she wanted to do. And I still got to minyanim and did everything I had to do. But my point is, it's like in life when we look for things, we find much more alam haba, and we do things that are right. You get more alam haba. Like other things come up with it, you know. Um, and we, you know, there are people who never have kids because it, it's not comfortable. <laughs> it's not enjoyable. There are people who miss davening and minyanim and Shabbos and mitzvahs and chesed because it's not kishmak for them. It's like they want comfortable. Now, and we all need a, there's a, of course boundaries we all need to have. But if if you if our viewpoint is just what's enjoyable for us. We're going to lose out a lot of things in this world. We do things because they're right. And we know that the real enjoyment is when you do the things that are right, you always win. You always win. It may not be paid back now when you wake up early in the morning. You know, I'm starting to wake up my son who's turning 11 up. He was here for shots this morning. He said, summer break. He woke up earlier than he wakes up in school. You know, he was very tired this morning, <laughs> to say at least. But you know what? It's not about always... I'm not going to wake up every morning like this, but, you know, it's not always about comfort. It's about learning that you do things because they're right. Uh, you know, it's about coming to Minion when you're tired and you, get, you came back at the flight 3 a.m. and you would love to be sleeping. It's about hosting someone now when it's easy, it's when it's hard. It's about, you know, coming to show or being nice or you're, you have your own pressures in life and you still visit someone who's sick. It's about, you know... Um, you know, your, your, your relative hurt you, your feelings very bad, and you still are mavater because it's the right thing to do. You know, and, and you know it's challenging for you. It's about moving on after 10 years of, of something that should be forgotten and, and just saying, okay, laws up. I never said that to you before. Just let it, let it go. Let it go. You know, just because it's the right thing to do, challenging though it may be, and know that you will be rewarded on the above for that, right? I mean, you, or you'll you'll see the greater go, and it almost it's forever. And I, and what, this is a class I can't give this class. You know, when I say health is wealth to somebody; they don't understand that the soul is the main thing in life. You know, even somebody who could ask me about Gaisha music it means they're missing something. I'm not blaming them. We live in such temptation in the world today. They're missing something. You're missing, you're missing the neshama. What's really important, you know, it's like today we're bombarded by every message of materialism and just hedonism and pleasure. Like every stupid commercial, even in the Jewish magazines, I look at the Jewish magazines, if I see another chocolate or ice cream in another magazine, I'm going to jump off. It's like eclairs and this, and I think, you know, even the Pesach hotels, you know, at least they have the speakers, then they have the pictures, you know. But don't, don't think they only have that. Tea room, you know, this caterer, this. I mean, you know, we, that's what sells right, right now. No, I'm serious. I, 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 to me, 
I would never, something that respects my spirituality, I'm not going on vacation anywhere there. I'm like, well, it's not worth it. Pasha, hurt my neshama? Now, it could be sometimes there's a balance in life. You need to know what's, you could do it. But I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about when it's black and white. There are gray, there are gray areas in life. Black and white. You know, there, why would you do that? Why would you expose yourself to that? I'm only mentioning vacation because it's summertime, but why would you, why would you, why would you, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a lady, two weeks ago, she tells me, Rabbi, you're, sometimes I get positive feedback from trust once in a while, Rabbi, you're drunk, I was crying the whole time, amazing, amazing, amazing. I know for a fact, had she heard this week, it would have been very good for her. It would have been very good. And I know for this person, you know, it's with a person, it would have helped them. It didn't show. And I said to the person afterwards, oh, I was tired. You know what? I'm, not that I'm, I'm just a shlech like anyone else. I know one thing. I've gained opportunities in life. And other thing, I look back, I was such an idiot. Like there's certain great stages I could have met and I just did not push myself to do. And they're in Shemayim now. <laughs> and like I look back at certain opportunities that come and go. You know, I have sense by you know, people's relationships with relatives and parents and grandparents. You know, people are not, not here forever. Um, and certain chances in life come and they go, you know. And spirituality is very much is opportunities come and go, you know. I, I, I his lady's life, God forbid, would not be great because you know. But you know what? It could have been benefit. I have still things in my mind. Sometimes I share them. Decades later, they've affected my life. There are stories that I experienced, or people I met, or speeches I heard. Till today, decades later, I have an effect on me. You know, it really, you know, really affected me. And that's, but, but if you push yourself because of spirituality, so you wake up late, you miss, you can't have a mincha, why can't you have a mincha? Because you have what? You need to read a novel, you, gotta, you have time for this, you have time to check your, your, your phone 50,000 times uh, over the day, to, God forbid, to miss, you know, uh, I'm picking anyone, uh, Sprintz's email, her WhatsApp, I have to read it. What she ate for lunch and look on tele, look on the, the Facebook, what what they're doing. But I have no time for mincha. How, what kind of craziness is that? How do you how, how does a person really say that unless they don't appreciate enough? And that's, I'm not about religious Jews here. I'm not talking about olam haba. What's doing what's right? Like prioritizing. This is from Rabbi Salanter. We are the only we could say who we are. What us, who, who who are we are? Everyone in this room, anyone listening. Um, we 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 what are we? What are we say? What we think? What we desire? What we work on? Uh, um, what we push ourselves with, and eventually we die. This, where we put our efforts in, where our heart is, right? That is our essence. You know what? What push comes to shove? What are you doing for Pesach? Is it the is it the, is it the tea room or is it the speakers? You know, and it, it, where where is your head? You know, when you're gonna, I said this. You know, the night of Shavuos. Where where are you reading out on Shavuos? What are you doing with yourself? What are you? What, what are you doing your free on your Sundays, on your free time? Now, again, anyone who comes to the shul or tzaddikim, kind of says, today to be a religious Jew today in a world like today, whoa, 
But even so, the more a person thinks about their soul, our souls, health is our greatest wealth physically. That's true. I, 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 more than any money, you know, I, I, go, I go back to my arm, I would take my health. I, I, unfortunately, I, every day, as a rabbi, I live I care. I hear every, anyone who has a cold, I hear about their cold. I'm not joking. It's a crazy. I hear, you know, it's, it's not, usually in my house if someone has something. Yeah, you hear it. Your health is so important. We all know that. I mean, you're in the hospital. You see what it could, you know. A person doesn't have health. It's really a nebuch. No, no car or house can compare it to your health. Really cannot. You know, a person whose lungs don't work or hearts or can't go to the bathroom. I mean, such challenges. But our soul is so much more important. Our soul is our, is our eternity. It's our eternal health. It's pushing our eternal health. And that's who we are. You know, and if you're a religious Jew, you want to make sure your soul is so built up. In their essence, will be for that way for eternity. Where are we? What's really important? And if, if you first feels like you, you saw yourself short, it's eternally. Ashley Adam realizes that life is not about enjoyment. It's about doing what's right, knowing that Olam Haba is the essence. That allows you to do what's right at all times. Three in the morning, wake up early, and not getting angry at your, your cousin for not inviting you to the wedding. You know, I was listening, I don't know, I was Hashkacha. I was, li- I was listening to, I don't know why, I ate it random. I, I put in the CD in my car. I don't even have a CD. It's from a, a, a Tisha of Shir from years ago. I don't know how I got this CD. I mean, I bought it, my wife bought it. I put it in, it was such an amazing thing. Everybody, Diane Dunner was talking about what it means, Avis Yisrael. And he said the following thing. He says, imagine the following thing. Imagine you have to, you're a farmer, and you have to, uh, you know, cut the, the, the your parts of your field. You need a set to do it. Your neighbor has a set. He doesn't give it to you. Instead, you're going to use scissors. <laughs> Something like that. You're going to cut it with your hands. Spend hours outside working because the, the, the crop is now. Crop is now. And hours and hours in the sun and you finally get the produce and there's your chance and you're now sick in bed for a couple of days. You're sunburned, you're tired, you're weak. You had to work in, in terrible conditions and all your neighbor had to do is to lend you this and he didn't lend it to you. As you're in bed a couple of days neighbor, later, you get a knock on the door for your neighbor. Hello. He's an English time donor. So he says, can I borrow, uh, I would like to uh, cut my bushes. And you have shears. Can I borrow your shears? And you're in bed sick because this guy didn't lend you this, the, the, the instrument you needed. So what does a Torah say if you should do that? What do you want to feel? What does a Torah say you should do? What does a Torah say you should do? You don't say a word and you say, here are my shears. You can't even say, I'm not going to be like you. Do you know how hard that is as you're laying in bed? Do you know how does a person really do that? You need to know that you want not to say a word, not to take even a, a little bit of like most most human beings. I'm calling. Unfortunately, I don't want to categorize. I would see many religious Jews would not give their shares, and if they did, they would say, "How dare you?" They would make a comment, you know, or they'd be burning. Torah says, and I'm not, he, so the shear was about why I have to come But if you ask me, how do you do that? It's if you can do what's right. It's not about enjoyment. 
It's about knowing to do what's right, what Hashem says right, and realizing the real rewards all of Allah. You know, how Avraham and David and Moshe and Rivka and Rachel and Sarah lived is because they lived to do what's right. They knew the only... In fact, I'll tell you, there's an amazing Sforno. Sforno says, he says, why is Olam Haba not mentioned in the Torah? It's not mentioned in Olam Haba. It's all, it's all over Gemara. It's in the Talmud. It's in, it's in the works of Kabbalah heavily. But it's not in the five books of Moshe. And mostly not in the 24 books as well. It's even the talk about Mashiach. There's a little bit about Olam Haba. But the five books of Moshe, it's not at all. And to give seven answers... Seven answers. Not doing it right now, but one thing he says that you should know everything that Avos and Emos did. Why else would they do this? If it wouldn't be all about. Why would Avram take up Yitzchak and go up there if you just believe in this world? It was, the whole essence of their avod is with Olam Haba, right? They, of course, they knew Olam Haba. It's not about that. you go. You're Avram. You have your only son Yitzchak. You're, you're, you waited for Bincha Yechidcha. Your only son from Sarah, thirty-seven year old. You're gonna bind him, and that you don't believe in a world to come. The way he did it is because he realized Olam Haba. That's what Sforno says, right? The way they were able, Avram could open his tent at all times, even when he's three days at 99 years old having a bris and boiling hot sun, and it's because he knew it's not about Olam Hazeh. It's not about, like, let me lay down and chill out and go to a condo in South Beach, Florida. Now today, I know my day when I was in South Beach, they would play shuffleboard and retire, uh, or, and if you're a little more sophisticated, play golf. Um, or mahjong, and sit there and play mahjong. Mahjong, you know, I, uh, uh, I'm, not I'm not against playing mahjong, but if that's what your life is, and that's what you think retirement is, Avram is nine years old. He should retire, get social security, live the good life. He's to sit there nine nine years old. He's a bris looking for guests. That's what he. That, that's what he has to do. No, because by Avraham it was all. What does Hashem want from me? It's all the essence of Allah. It's not about, you know, as I said, Avram also knew there's a time and place for vacation and breaks and, you know, recalibration. But we need to know this. That's how we were successful in this world. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to hold here because uh, you're going to get that every Jew has a portion of the world to come. Uh, we'll do all about part two when I get back. Uh, in a few weeks, but he talks about actually inculcating. It's a little bit. It's a little, little too long for tonight. Inculcating, inculcating, uh, living with that, with the knowledge of Olam Haba. That we're in this world for Olam Haba, not for Olam Hazeh. And I'll, I'll talk about first of all. We all we have to know that we have a portion and never to be. I once had a, a religious Jew come to me. Actually, I tell you, I've more than once have religious Jews concerned they don't have a portion of the world to come. That's crazy. You're a Torah Jew, you have Olam Abba, but all we're talking about is getting more Olam Abba, pushing ourselves to live with this reality. I'll, I'll discuss how to do that. Yeah. Off record. Okay, hold on one second. We'll, we'll resume it, actually. I'm going to be out of town, so we'll resume it.